My name's Stuart and I'm the Minister of St Ninian's Church in Stonehouse. It's my privilege to welcome you to our Easter service. Wherever you are, we hope you find a welcome here. The reading is John chapter 20, verses 1 to 18. Early on Sunday morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been taken away from the entrance. She went running to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, They have taken the Lord from the tomb and we don't know where they have put him. Then Peter and the other disciple went to the tomb. The two of them were running, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and saw the linen wrappings, but he did not go in. Behind him came Simon Peter, and he went straight into the tomb. He saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the cloth which had been round Jesus' head. It was not lying with the linen wrappings, but was rolled up by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went in. He saw and believed. They still did not understand the scripture which said that he must rise from death. Then the disciples went back home. Mary stood crying outside the tomb. While she was still crying, she bent over and looked in the tomb and saw two angels there, dressed in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had been, one at the head and the other at the feet. Woman, why are you crying? they asked her. She answered, They have taken my Lord away, and I do not know where they have put him. Then she turned round and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not know that it was Jesus. Woman, why are you crying? Jesus asked her. Who is it that you are looking for? She thought he was the gardener. So she said to him, If you took him away, sir, tell me where you have put him, and I will go and get him. Jesus said to her, Mary! She turned towards him and said in Hebrew, Rabboni! This means teacher. Do not hold on to me, Jesus told her, because I have not yet gone back up to the Father. But go to my brothers and tell them that I am returning to him who is my Father and their Father, my God and their God. So Mary Magdalene went and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and related to them what he had told her. I find this holy week often hard to fathom. The pain and anguish of Good Friday, where Jesus hangs on a cross and life slips slowly away. The light flickers and splutters as the darkness grows and gathers and with a cry comes to an end. Darkness is so complete. The sky is black, the earth shakes, and the temple curtain is split. 
desolation is all that remains. Love is dead. They take his broken body and quickly place him in a tomb, not even prepared properly as the Sabbath swiftly approaches. A stone is rolled across the doorway. We go back to wait and to worry and to wonder. How could it come to this? How could this be the end? How could the shouts of Hosanna, enthusiastic welcome of just a few days ago, turn to shouts of crucify him? Why didn't Pilate let him go? How could he just wash his hands of it all? How could he let an innocent man go to his death? All that hate, the mocking and spitting and beating, crown of thorns pressing into his flesh. And then that grim parade through the streets of Jerusalem. And then hoisted on a cross with a sign supposed to be ironic, but the truth proclaimed, here is the king. Even then we thought he would do something. Save yourself, they shouted. But there was nothing. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? But even he doubted at the end. Was it all just some huge mistake? Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they've laid him. Mary's worst fear had been realised. The powers that be had seen what happened with Lazarus. They couldn't let that happen again. So they must have taken his body. They couldn't even give him peace and death. They came to look and there was nothing to see. The men turned and left. Nothing to be done. Nothing more to say. Mary's distraught. Standing in the door of the tomb, she weeps for her Messiah, for her Lord, for her friend. She, more than any, knows what Jesus meant. She, more than any, knew who Jesus was. Maybe he had been tortured when she first met him. Seven demons tormented her. They cast them out, sent them packing, leaving her renewed and restored and rest. Thoughts are interrupted. There's some activity nearby. There's a man. It must be the gardener. It's not anyone she recognises. It's clear to see her distress, so the man asks her, Why are you weeping? It seems like an odd question, but she's standing in front of an empty tomb. There's no one to be sad for. She tells him the whole story. Through her tears and sobs, she speaks of all that's happened of all that she's lost, of all the things that have been taken from her. Taken by Lord, I don't know where they've put him. Such dark times, separated apart from those whom we love, locked out of our churches on this Easter Sunday, bombarded by fear and grief and overwhelmed, we can easily imagine the plight of Mary. 
His response isn't some trite consolation though. He doesn't utter platitudes or offer thoughts and prayers. His response is a single word. A word that will explode her grief. A word that will change everything. A word that will announce a new world. Mary. Her head spins. Her breath is caught. Her hopes rekindled. Teacher. Resurrection. Announced not in a flash of blinding light, but with a name. Mary. Looking back, it couldn't happen any other way. The whole thing was always about relationship. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God in relationship. And the Word became flesh and moved into the neighbourhood and lived in relationship. Jesus called his disciples and lived with them in relationship. The signs, the miracles, the teaching all pointed to relationship, to greater life, a life lived in God. Death could never defeat that. Evil could never have the final say. Darkness could never overcome such love. Everything he said was true. Love wins. Resurrection is real. And that, that changes everything. So go. Go and tell them. Tell them all. Tell them what you've seen. Tell them what you've heard. Tell them who you have met. The tomb is not a place to stay. Just like another woman that Jesus met by a well, who took the news of living water to her whole village, Mary is tasked with taking the good news to her friends. Jesus is alive. Go and tell them, tell them all. If you're looking for a blessing, do not linger here. Here is only emptiness, a hollow, a husk, where blessing used to be. This blessing was not content in its confinement. It could not abide its isolation, the unrelenting silence, the pressing stench of death. So if it's blessing you seek, open your own mouth. Fill your lungs with the air this new morning brings and then release it with a cry. Hear how the blessing breaks forth in your own voice. How your own lips form every word you never dreamed to say. See how the blessing circles back again, wanting you to repeat it, but louder. How it draws you and pulls you and sends you to proclaim its only word. Risen. Risen. He is risen. Alleluia. Thanks for listening. If you have any comments, questions or thoughts about this week's sermon, then please do get in touch. We create this podcast at anchor.fm where you can leave us a voice message. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. We post the audio of the whole service each week on our website. There are details of all of this in the show notes. If you're in the neighbourhood and want to join us in person, we meet for worship every Sunday at 11am. We'd love to see you.